Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's the 7th of the year, it's July. We are... More than halfway through the year by a month. Get ready for October, because it's basically right around the corner. Hyundai developing two hybrid Santa Fe models. Mitsubishi will give you gifts to get access to your driving habits. The stars align for Fast and Furious spin-off Hobbs and Shaw. Tesla Model 3 versus Chevrolet Bolt versus Nissan Leaf. Which EV is the best package? Hyundai i30 and Fastback unleashes its 271 horsepower at the ring. Not only that, but it really makes me wish we had one in the US because honestly, I might just buy one. It looks so good. I'm telling you that, I'm a, Mo- I'm a hardcore Mopar guy, but man, that I really want one of those. Citroen C3 Aircross joins the Rip Curl family with new special edition. Sketches reveal sleek interior of 2019 Mercedes-Benz GLE. Chevrolet boosts Bolt EV production by 20% to satisfy demand. Nissan's longer range 600 kilowatt leaf snapped at charging station. Infiniti and Mercedes cancel plans for a jointly developed luxury compact car. Wonder if it was due to creative differences. That's not, that's not even in the article. I'm just saying, I have to wonder if that's why. Judge dismisses lawsuit against Toyota for wiring damaged by rodents. New Bugatti Charlotte Devo could cost $6 million. Premier at Pebble Beach. 2019 Subaru Impreza goes on sale this summer. It starts from $19,480. All new Dacia Duster is sharper, retains affordable and easygoing nature. Next-gen Peugeot 208 GTI rumored to spawn electric derivative. Kia Picanto gets punchier with 1-liter turbo, priced from $13,320 in the UK, or give or take probably seventeen dollars here. Alfa Romeo to bring N-Ring models, F1 car, and classics to Goodwood Festival. If you don't know what N-Ring models are, I believe that's a special edition of the Giulia Quadrifoglio and the Stelvio Quadrifoglio. Latest Uber patent would allow, dry, would allow users to avoid unsafe areas. Wonder what constitutes as unsafe. 2019 Acura ILX shows off its new grill in patent photos. Less beak-like, more like, you know, typical Acura grills that they've currently been making. 2019 Toyota 86 TRD Special Edition in the works with performance upgrades, but likely still no turbo. Safety Group again pleased with Ford's Recall Explorer over carbon monoxide leak. Cadillac Coupe Concept outed by Patent Office could preview new EV. And the quarter window looks very Camaro-ish. Suspiciously so, might I add. Lamborghini Aventador SVJ may have lapped the Nürburgring in 6.45. Maybe. Hopefully they'll tell us what time it did. 2019 Audi TTRS drops more camera to show facelifted form. Tesla updates Model 3 to include summon feature. New Toyota Supra to show up in Goodwood Festival of Speed. Show up, not reveal. Keyword difference. Final pair of Koenigsegg Agueras, nicknamed Thor and Vader. New BMW 8 Series Coupe starts production at Dingolfing, alongside 5 Series and 7 Series, and I apologize if I butchered the name, which I probably did. Bulgaria's Alenio is promising a 5,221 horsepower electric hypercar. 
Whether the batteries won't melt themselves is my question. Bentley announces Goodwood Festival of Speed Presence with three dynamic debuts. BMW X4M looks and sounds ready to take on the Mercedes AMG GLC 63 Coupe. VW might make a new Beetle after all, but it could be a four-door EV. I doubt they'd call it Beetle. Honda's Mean Mower V2 powered by a CBR 1000RR engine aims to crack 150 miles per hour. Updated 2019 BMW X1 getting ready for Audi's all-new Q3. New Sengyong Muso pickup priced from £19,995 in the UK or nearly 24 grand here in the US. Jaguar Land Rover says 40,000 jobs at risk from bad Brexit deal. Japanese company looking to the future of dashboard displays. Renault Nissan merger to be decided within the next within the next 2 years. 2019 Audi Q3 looks about ready to renew its assault on its luxury subcompacts. Tesla P100 DL Racer handles well, but batteries overheat way too soon. New 500 Spiagina 58 is Fiat's way of paying tribute to an, to an icon. Waymo executive accused of stealing trade secrets, then goes on to form a self-driving truck company. Ford pokes fun at Tesla's production capacity. Eurospec Jeep Wrangler details will feature 197 horsepower four-cylinder diesel. Audi shows 2020 e-tron crossover's cabin that gets door screens. Grief, it really does. How Tesla pulled out all the stops to build 5,000 Model 3s in a week. Renault planning to develop EV mobility services for, for Parisians. Next-gen Range Rover looking to fight off Bentayga and Cullinan. Q by Aston Martin turns out two special edition DB11s. 2019 BMW X5 reaching U.S. showrooms from $60,700. Lamborghini Urus wants to become the king of the Goodwood Hill. Volvo launches new M brand, not for mobility. Volvo launches new M brand, not for performance, but for mobility. Lister shows Jaguar F-Pace Lightning's ginormous ceramic brakes. New Brabham BT62 will treat Goodwood visitors to a run up the hill. Alfa Romeo 33 Stradale morphs into a modern sports car study. New VW camper van coming this summer, complete with shower, toilet, and full bed. General Motors may use a V1 moniker for its first self-driving car. I kind of hope they do. I, I'd like to see that make a comeback. Tesla Model 3 to make its European debut at Goodwood Festival. Lexus CT hatchback could live on despite growing SUV sales. Toyota gets on board with the world's first hydrogen-powered ship. It's more like a boat? ish thing but whatever mclaren's already considering an even more extreme 600 lt 2020 skoda octavia to get a more classic look and electrified powertrains Aston martin valkyrie could beat porsche's nurburgring record vw teases its baby t-cross suv new hyundai santa fe arrives in the uk with a single diesel with a single diesel option from 33,425 pounds or maybe 38 grand that might be pushing it Polestar 1 configurator goes live with limited options. New Mustang bullet to roar up Goodwood Hill alongside original. Skoda Korak police cruiser is ready to fight crime in the UK. 150 Ferrari Dinos gather in Maranello to celebrate the model's 50th anniversary. Top Gear Car Pack brings McLaren 720S, Ferrari 812, and more to Forza 7. Trucks and SUVs are two to three times more likely to kill pedestrians in crashes. Still makes me wonder where that where Volvo's underhood airbag technology went. Lanzante's McLaren P1 GT looks set to evoke memories of the F1. 
Faced with the Mercedes GLC Coupe spied with new headlights. Used crossovers and trucks are flooding the market as 3.9 million vehicles come off lease. Anyway, I hope you all enjoy this. Now, I'll see you all after a word from our sponsors. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Welcome back. Toyota launches 86 GR Sport and GR Parts in Japan. 2020 Mercedes GLE Coupe adopts a sleeker design to battle the BMW X6. 2019 Buick LaCrosse range against Sport Touring version for $40,295. Hyundai says FCA buyout rumor is totally groundless. Mercedes concept sprinter F-Cell drops an H-bomb on the big van. Mini updates petrol models with particulate filter and dual clutch box. Hyundai Kona gains diesel variant in the UK, priced from £19,750. Tesla builds 5,000 Model 3s in the final week of June. Uber's autonomous driving program could resume by August. Honda Civic Type R keeps on pace with record lap at Silverstone. Leon Cooper ST Wagon now Seat's most powerful model. Honda says goodbye to Osimo, but not its underlying technologies. 2019 model year Kia Niro EV will allegedly be launched this winter. Alfa Romeo Stelvio now offered in rear-wheel drive spec for $2,000 less. Tesla whistleblowers start to go fund me page for legal fees. Volkswagen accused of age discrimination in new lawsuit. Waymo's European goals call for massive self-driving fleets. New investment increases list valuation to over $15 billion. New Mercedes A-Class said to get two Fev powertrains, EV not planned. Bugatti Chiron tries on new wheels for size, hot or not. I kind of like them actually, they're kind of classic if not retro, but also kind of modern. Kind of like Bugatti EB110-ish, I kind of like it. All new 2019 Audi A8 is a tech marvel and so much more. McLaren boss wants horsepower race to be replaced by weight race. Ford announces it will skip the 2019 Geneva Motor Show. 2018 Mercedes C-Class gains new 120 horsepower diesel for entry-level C180D. Aston Martin unlikely to build F1 engines under new regulations. Panels is very much alive, offers self-healing paint on all its models. 2019 Chevrolet Silverado pricing starts at $29,795. Tesla pickup to get dual motors and trick suspension as standard. GM to develop fuel cells for aircraft to reduce costs of tech. Volvo XC60 to gain a cheaper $39,200 front-wheel drive base model for 2019 model year. Next, BMW M3 will reportedly be lighter and faster than the current CS. 2019 Chevrolet Volt offers faster charging and new tech features. 2019 Polestar engineered Volvo S60 T8 sold out in just 39 minutes. Rupert Stadler will not will likely not hold his Audi CEO post. 
Tesla asks all U.S. and Canadian Model 3 holders for $2,500 confirmation. Hyundai Kona electric price from £24,995 in the U.K. Special Edition Mustang GT coming to Goodwood with 700 horsepower. Porsche 918 Tribute destroyed the number of lap record, posting a 5-minute 1955, or, as Meniere makes no difference, almost a minute faster than the old record set by an old Porsche Le Mans. I can't remember the exact model, but you can go look up the time. Time It's the one, it's the 6-minute 11 one. John Olsen unveils a roofless Mercedes G500 4x4 2 or 4x4 squared. Ford and Daimler planning to end their fuel cell joint venture. Nissan and Ital Design create the ultimate GTR to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Godzilla. The car, not the movie franchise. Mercedes-Benz selling a replica of the first car it ever made. Detroit Auto Show reportedly being reportedly moving to June or October. McLaren doesn't intend to roll out a sub $200,000 model. Lexus executive advisor hints at a fuel cell vehicle could hints that a fuel cell vehicle could be coming. Two billion dollar Chinese investment in Faraday Future cleared by U.S. committee. Kroger and Neuro to launch an autonomous grocery delivery service. Now that is truly handy. MG is reportedly working on an electric all-wheel drive Mazda MX-5 Miata rival. That I hope makes it to production. Price of the U.S.-made Toyota Camry could rise by $1,800 due to new tariffs. Holding Commodore veers off the road and rolls over down under. 2019 Honda HRV and Pilot gain updated styling and new tech. Alfromeo 4C Coupe dropped only in the U.S. 4C Spider lives on with additional equipment. 2019 BMW 7 Series gets a facelift to go with new 8 Series and X7. 2019 Kia Proceed shooting brake spotted in warm GT guys. DS3 Crossback coming with C4 Cactus-like tablet display. Oh, come on. I'm so tired of those tablet-like displays. Please just integrate it into the dash car makers. It looks so much better. Jaguar Land Rover investing 18 billion hard B in EVs. New McLaren 600 LT is a 600 horsepower lightweight Ferrari nightmare. Toyota's edgy CHR crossover gets new design edition. Oh, good grief. 2019 Mercedes CLA puts on tighter fitting camo for track test. Audi Q9 tip to take on Range Rover. Lamborghini is pitching a Terzo Millennial derived hybrid hypercar to select clients. Hmm, I should be one of the. No. Tesla customers may soon be able to help build car. That's very interesting. 2019 Hyundai Santa Fe pricing starts at $25,500. AAA says Android Auto and Apple CarPlay are less distracting than traditional infotainment systems. I'll actually have to see why. DSD Golan Concert previews a 700 horsepower off-road beast. Smart celebrates 20 years of production as EV switch causes sales to tumble. That's not much to celebrate. Warning! Your Lexus. Your Lexus IS. Actually, can I make a... I wanna... Break. Short break. Time out. I can't do the whistle thing. Anyway, this, okay, there's a typo. Your Lexus, I, I read it as your Lexus is because the S isn't capitalized when it's Lexus IS. And it says, warning, your Lexus IS or GS, yet the S in GS is capitalized. So why, the, I mean, I get it's a simple typo, but still, IS, cap, 
Capitalize both, not just I. Anyway, warning! Your Lexus IS or GS could be leaking fuel in the engine bay. Honda shows why Eurospec CRV is the safest and most dynamic ever. Volvo would offer just 20 S60 T8 Polestar Engineer sedan in the US via subscription. Yeah. Electric racing Tesla Model S P100 DL unveiled at Catalonia. I get that it's racing, but eh. Volkswagen wants its Moya. Moya? Moya? Moya. I'm sorry. Mobility unit to rival Uber and Lyft. Italy wants to pass Norway and have 1 million EVs on its roads by 2022. Vauxhall adds more standard tech and new Euro 6.2 engines to Corsa range. Sayat Taraco begins track testing, wearing production headlights and taillights. 1961 Plymouth, basically a symmetry, but I guess in some weird Italian. Concept could be your oddball, could be your oddball dream come true. Loose suspension components prompt recall stop and stop sale on Porsche Panameras. Ram Promasters have put on a, a fresh face and now have higher capabilities, as have the Promaster cities. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this, and I will see you all after a word from our sponsors. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Can't afford the high premiums of health insurance? Would you like to save money on your out-of-pocket cost for dental and medical bills? If you answered yes to any of these questions, request more information at http colon slash slash www.ownyourhealthcare.com slash alternative dash healthcare dash solutions or call Dr. Taffy at 303-576-0670. Our plans are available in 42 states. Welcome back to the last part. Let's see, let's see. Where is that recall? The Lexus is... As the article, or as the headline for this article says, do you drive an, an older Lexus IS? They got it right, or GS? If so, you might want to watch out because there could be a fuel leak in the engine bay. Fortunately, Lexus is addressing the issue in this latest recall campaign. The problem comes down to the fuel pulsation dampers in the engine, which could harden and crack over time. If that happens, they could result in fuel leaking out, and in a hot engine bay, this could easily and, if anything, predictably cause a fire. To fix the affected vehicles, Lexus won't just replace those fuel pulsation dampers, but will install entirely new fuel delivery pipes that include improved dampers, which hopefully will last longer. The issue involves certain models fitted with the 3.5 liter V6 engine, specifically the 2006 to 2013 IS350, 2010 to 2014 IS350C, and 2007 to 2011 GS350 and GS450H. All told, that comes to 115,000 vehicles in the US, which coincidentally is about the number of passenger cars, including the more popular crossover SUVs, Lexus sells here each year. Last year, the, manu the manufacturer sold over 26,000 IS sedans in America, down about half from a high of over 50,000 just a few years ago when the slow selling two door hardtop convertible was still a part of the lineup. The drop was even more glaring with the larger GS, of which it sold fewer than 8,000, down by two-thirds from the 30,000-plus it sold at its peak in 2005. Hence, we gather, 
the decision to scrap the GS and move the new ES into its place. Lexus sold over 50,000 of those last year from a high of over 80,000 a decade prior. But this can be attributed to customers' shift in crossovers and SUVs at the expense of traditional sedans, premium and mass market alike. And before you get too comfortable, let's deal with Porsche. With hot selling models like the Macan and Cayenne, Porsche produces more vehicles than most exotic automakers but it still makes fewer than most mainstream manufacturers and more than most luxury marks as well. And while most of the vehicles that Porsche has made throughout its history are still on the road, standing as rolling testimony to their reliability, it has been subject to the odd safety recall here and there. It's not odd. Recalls happen. Mistakes happen. Like this latest, like this latest safety campaign, er, say safety, like this latest campaign that involves the Panamera. The German automaker has announced that it's recalling several Hundred of its four-door sedans in the United States were a problem with their suspensions. According to the statement, the problem comes down to a rear, to the rear axle anti-roll bars, which do not meet Porsche st quality standards. If they don't meet them, how did they get put in in the first place? That's what that's what I want to know. If they don't meet Porsche quality standards, did they not meet them initially, or was this you know after like during long-term testing or something? Because if it didn't meet it initially. There was no reason for it to be put in anyway, for it to go through. Anyway, a connecting link could detach from the anti-roll bar and potentially cause damage to other suspension components, which is bad news. Well, could be bad news. The recall and accompanying stop sale notice affects certain 2017 and 2018 models. The manufacturer didn't detail exactly which versions are involved, but it says there are 715 of them in the United States and Puerto Rico that are affected. Fortunately, no accidents, much less injuries, are known to have resulted from this problem, and hopefully once it's dealt with, none will. Last year, Porsche reported selling 6,731 6, Panameras in the U.S. and has so far sold another 3,838 of them this year. So as raised a Panamera may seem in relative terms, the recall represents but a drop in the bucket of those out on the road and in dealer lots across America. And now finally, probably the one of the most interesting things this AAA study, and you're probably saying, why don't you just say AAA? Yeah, AAA is how it's said. AAA is just easier though. Vehicles are quickly becoming high-tech toys on wheels, and some automakers still haven't perfected their infotainment systems. <coughs> Ford Sync 3. While some systems are better than others, the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety has released a new study which claims Android Auto and Apple CarPlay are less distracting than infotainment systems created by automakers. While this seems subjective at first glance, the organization says performing complex tasks with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay are quicker than using traditional infotainment systems. AAA notes that these systems can make a phone call 24% five seconds faster than native infotainment system and users can program the navigation system 31% or 15 seconds quicker. A few seconds doesn't sound like much, but it can make the difference between life and death. No kidding. As AAA explains, drivers who take their eyes off the road for more than two seconds double their risk of a crash. The group went on to note that distracted driving is responsible for more than 390,000 injuries and 3,500 deaths every year in the United States. Just in the United States. As a part of the study, AAA teamed up with researchers from the University of Utah to evaluate five vehicles including the Honda, the Honda Ridgeline, Ford Mustang, Chevrolet Silverado, Kia Optima, and Ram 1500. They then tested the various infotainment systems against Android Auto with LG K7 and Google Pixel 2 smartphones, as well as Apple CarPlay with an iPhone, with an iPhone 7. 
Overall, the results, the results weren't good for manufacturer systems as their overall demand on users was rated very high. In comparison, both Android Auto and Apple CarPlay had moderate levels of demand. AAA says Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, CarPlay decreased the demand placed on drivers compared to similar technologies offered by automakers. However, they, can, they cautioned both can still create potentially unsafe levels of distraction and complex tasks that shouldn't be attempted while driving. And now for the coupe de grace, shall I say. We've, I think a fair few of us have been wondering what, you know, what Dodge had in store for the 2019 model year of the Challenger and the Charger. And I'd, I'd wager the Charger almost more than the Challenger due to the sort of nostril front end that they put on it. Which, honestly, is almost kind of like Pontiac GTO-ish to me. I really don't know why. I really don't understand it. But something seems very... Pontiac GTO-ish about those nostrils. I don't I don't know. I'm just getting real I'm just getting this Pontiac GTO sensation when I look at this this model year of the Charger, more so than the other ones. But anyway, so like I said, we've all been wondering, you know, what's what's Dodge been planning? What what have they what have they been up to? Well, it it's a little bit I want to say it's not complicated, but for what is quite frankly just a model year, they've done quite a bit. Meet the Challenger HCAT Red Eye, basically a discount demon. It doesn't have as much horsepower, 808 on regular pump gas for the demon, and 797 for the Red Eye. The Red Eye doesn't have the Red Eye doesn't have you know race fuel stuff. Again, it's basically just a discount demon without some of the goodies. But it makes 797 horsepower, 707 pound-feet of torque. You get the after chiller, the line lock. You you get a lot of the 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 drag goodies that the Demon had on other Challenger models. Not only is it available on the Red Eye though, it's basically available from RT up. That's it. Ba more or less RT up. I can't remember exactly. You can get, maybe not the power chiller or the afterburn chiller, but you can at the very least get the line lock, if I remember correctly. And there's another change, no SRT anymore, which is a little bit sad. You know, now we just have the RT Scat Pack wide body. That or I say wide body, the RT Scat Pack, that takes the place of the SRT 392. You can option it up to basically be an SRT 392. We just don't have it in name anymore. Um, and that is a little bit sad, because you might argue it's one of the most well-rounded challengers in the lineup. Maybe the side of the Scat Pack, if you want something a little bit less, look, if you want something cheaper. And while it's a little bit sad, I, I, I almost think it's, a, it's the right move, because I feel like SRT, as a name, as a attention grabber should be reserved for the ultra for the ultra of srt for the for the shall we say super saiyan of srts that that's your demons your age cats your red eyes now and stuff like that because srt traditionally from even just the 300 srt from the magnum to the charger to the challenger to the grand cherokee even even though that's more even though the grand cherokee is kind of mixed for me because that's the ultimate in street not off-road and jeeps more off-road but anyway srt was always the the ultimate challenger that you could buy now it's not or now at that you know as of 2015 on 
From 2015 to 2018, it wasn't. What you had was the HCAP, and then you had the Demon, and so on, and then the Wide Body, and so on and so forth. They, those were the ultimate challengers. So the SRT 392 was in their shadow, and then you had the RT Scat Pack, which had the same engine, not the suspension or the tires or the interior, but it had the it had the same engine for less than 40 grand. So, and there were actual tangible differences between the RT Scat Pack and the SRT 392. Differences that I'd say would sway your opinion between which one do you get, but. The RT Scat Pack within the Enthusiast Core carries more weight behind it, unfortunately, than SRT, which I find very, actually very unfortunate. That does sadden me. But what are you going to do about it? But adapt. And they ha so they have. So now it's just RT Scat Pack from, or, or now it's just RT Scat Pack taking the place of that. So you have RT to parentheses SRT RT Scat Pack and or wide body. So like I said, it's a little bit of a shame, but... What do you got to do? You got to adapt. So now you can just option that up to basically be the SRT. And one thing I learned, the RT nameplate, RT cars are cheaper to insure than SRT cars. So despite the fact that for the 2019 model year, the RT Scat Pack is once optioned up, can basically be an SRT, it's still cheaper to insure because it doesn't actually wear the SRT name. I find that to be very interesting. But if you guys want to know more than I can get into of of just the 2019 Challenger line. I highly recommend going to MoparInsiders.com. I'm on that website. I have a form account, uh, but they do articles. It's a relatively small writing staff, but they do a really good job. So I, if you want, if you want Mopar news, because and I guess I should talk about this. Alpar got bought out by Auto Guy. They don't. The guy who started doesn't really write as much content anymore. So on and so forth. It's kind of going a little bit downhill. Uh, not just from that. But from some other things I won't get into here. But basically, if you want more, if you want more up-to-date Mopar news, go to MoparInsiders.com and you'll find all the articles there. But let's move. Away. Well, before I move away from the Challenger, I forgot I've basically just spoiled it. But you can now get the wide body on the scat on the RT scat pack. You can, and that means the tires, the devil wheels, whatever, whatever they're called, something along those lines. Uh, but you can essentially get you. Not even essentially, you can get the wide body on the RT. You can get it with the 485 horsepower on on an RT scat pack, which is brilliant. And it comes with the H-cap front end, well, front fascia, rear fascia, the bigger wheels that the wide body has, uh, some new badging, which is really cool. But yeah. yeah. And remember the Challenger Classic models that we used to have a little while ago? Okay, that badge is now back. Which I'm actually really glad for. I really liked it. I was actually disappointed when we didn't get that again for the 2015 and the model year. But, you know, we didn't get it from, 20, from 2015 to 2018. We have it in 2019 now. Woohoo! So, yeah. Like I said, if you want more, I'll link all the important articles that you guys need to read at the website. CurtisCarConundrum.com. Shameless self-plug. But before we go, small little note. Challenger TA and Charger Daytona models are returning for 2019, but not as their own specific models no more. They're now just packages on existing models like RTs and RT Scat Packs. Uh, but let's get on to the Charger, because uh, this is actually pretty pretty exciting. So, the, the snorkel things, the, the, the nostrils, as a lot of people call them. Again, I really like it. We also got a new grill insert design, which I also really, really like. Now... I've seen a, a, a good deal of news on the 
2019 Charger. What I haven't seen yet that I know of is a Charger HCAT Red Eye. I haven't seen that yet. And it's not as crazy as it sounds. We don't have a Charger wide body. That would be awesome, but we do not have a Charger wide body. So I, I can understand why they'd want to hold off on adding 90 more horsepower. A lot of people are saying, oh, 727. No. We got 90 more horsepower from this different engine, which is fantastic. But anyway, so we don't have that engine in the Charger HCAT. That That is a shame, but again, that obviously proves or having a detuned demon engine, I think, does a lot for the possibility of that engine potentially making it into the Charger. But yeah, so the... Once again, you, if you want to find more of this news, I'll link it. There's, again, great article from Opar Insiders on the model years. But basically, the new nostril front end goes down to RT to HCAP, essentially. So you can get it. So you can get the SRT fascia on as many cars or as many Charger models on nearly as many Charger models as you want. You can't quite get them, as far as I know, on the low on the very uh, base models. But let's see. I don't. Like I said, it's interesting because they were they were saying the HCAT engine might get more power, you know, upgraded to 727, but I just found it does it's 707 and 650 pound-feet of torque still. I think that upgrade came in the form of a new model, less or so than an actual upgrade to the engine. But like I said, so will we get a wide-body charger? Maybe. It's a bit of a stretch, but the, it's not really a question of if we're going to get... It's not a, I don't think it's a question of if we're going to get a Charger wide body. I don't think it's a question of when we're going to get a Charger wide body. I think it's a question of how are they going to execute a Charger wide body. How do you wide body a four-door sedan? And like, oh, well, aftermarket, that's different. That's different. They got to make it past. They got to make it past the factory. The door, go. it just goes over the wheel, the wheel arch. It, so how are you going to get the wide body? Is that is that whole part of it just going to come off? Again, I, I think it's a little bit more complicated than than it might initially seem. And because of that, like I said, I really want to know how it's going to look. How are they going to execute it? How's it going to happen? Because we had the Charger, we had the Challenger wide body, the GT from SEMA 2015. And that had the V8, the 5.7, I believe. And that had a lot of people liked how the side markers actually sort of cut a little slit into the into the wide body. They couldn't do that for the factory, but it's simply because it messed up the arrow. Well, the Charger does not have Challenger style. It doesn't have Challenger style side markers. It's not on the lower lower portion of the front end. That's not how it works. It's actually a lot more like the Viper. It's a lot. It's very like a lot of SCA's other products. So how? I just want to know: Is it gonna be more horizontal for the wide body? I, I don't. I really don't know. But I. Like I said, I really think it's a question of execution. How how is that gonna play out? So there we go. And now the new model used for Challenger the 2019 Challenger and Charger HCATs now get adaptive cruise control, basically the little radar thing in the front bumper, which is pretty sweet. I don't necessarily mind the look of it. I just prefer the more seam the yeah, the more seamless look of it without. And I honestly can't imagine using cruise control with such a crowd it's and a highway that crowded to where I need it. I, I really can't. Yeah, unless it's going out to high pla I mean, high planes is the only place I can imagine. Well, no. High planes, going out to high planes or any place is where using cruise control makes sense. 
But in places like that, it's really not that busy. So you're using cruise control on what's essentially a road more empty than Route 66 at the beginning of Cars 2, uh, of Cars, the first one. You know, after everything's died down and then the interstate and it's completely empty and desolate like that. That's when you'd use cruise control. I can't imagine using it on I-70 on a, on a regular day. Unle- again, unless it's empty, which it typically isn't, unless you get there really, really early on, maybe specific days. But, yes, yeah, so like I said, if you guys want to know more, I can't get into all of it here. And Mopar Insiders do a really good job of explaining it, so I'll just link it at the website. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed, and I will see you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.